Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, and thank you all so much for the many things you've blessed us with all throughout this day. Now the awesome opportunity once again to get back into your word. Help us now as we do that. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Continuing our Bible study of May to Z, beginning a word study here on the word kindness. We see examples of kindness all through the scriptures. But let's look at a few choice ones. All the way back in Genesis, how the Lord showed kindness toward Enoch. In Genesis chapter 5, in the genealogies, we see this being recorded in Genesis chapter 5, verse 18. And Jared lived in 160 and two years, and he begat Enoch. And Jared lived after he begat Enoch 800 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Jared were 960 and two years, and he died. And Enoch lived 60 and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Took him. Basically, this is the first record of a rapture, to take him on up, to rapture him on up, to be with him. It doesn't say that he died. It says that he took him. He took him on up. And that was a kindness shown to him. That was grace given to him. It was also a first step toward the step that it's going to take for the future when Enoch will be one of the two that come back and be a witness in the tribulation time. Elijah being the other one. But before we get to Elijah, let's look at another kindness shown to a man and his family in Genesis chapter 6 where we see the account of the flood. The condition of mankind by this time, as recorded in chapter 6, verse 5, was horrible. But the Lord showed kindness upon Noah and his family. But here in verse 5 of chapter 6, it reads, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And he was given that assignment to build the ark, a sanctuary, a safe haven, a place to go in to receive salvation from the judgment that was going to come upon the planet and the worldwide flood to kill everything on the earth, on all the air-breathing animals and the birds and the four-footed beasts and the creeping things and, and all of them. But the Lord spared Noah and his family as we see in chapter 7, the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. He could have wiped out everything. With a single word, he could have said, and everything in existence would have went into non-existence. But no, he had 
mercy and showed kindness to Noah and his family. As it continues, Of every clean beast thou shalt take of thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female, of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. And Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. And Noah went in and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives, with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood. And of course we know the flood came, and it did. It killed everything on the planet. Not in the oceans, but on the planet and in the air. And Noah and his family, a total of eight people that came into that ark, the Lord showed them mercy showed them kindness, and they came on in and were saved. The salvation that was given to them. And another one that was raptured up that we mentioned along with Enoch is Elijah, of course. And that rapture occurred over in Second Kings. Second Kings in chapter 2, verse 9. And it came to pass when they were gone over, that Elijah said in, unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee, but if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Raptured up. The second rapture that we see taking place. And they will be the two... It's believed that they will be the two that will come and be the witnesses at the tribulation time and will be killed to midpoint of the tribulation. And at that point, they'll raise up from the dead there and ascend up into heaven, receive their glorified bodies and ascend up to heaven. Because as it says in Hebrews, it's appointed unto man once to die, but after that, the judgment. So they have to die sometime or another. Because currently those two have never died. They were raptured up, still alive. All right, now let's go back to Joshua. And we see here uh, kindness shown to a woman when Joshua had sent some messengers to go into Jericho to scout out things before they came in to take over Jericho and to possess part of the promised land that was promised them. But in Joshua chapter 2, let's look at this account of a kindness shown to Rahab and her family because of the kindness that she had shown to the messengers that Joshua had sent in. In Joshua chapter 2, And Joshua the son of Nun sent out to Shittim, 
two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into an harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. Now, we've got to understand the term harlot here. Harlot was an innkeeper. Now, we commonly know of harlots being what uh, we would consider a whore or a prostitute, which they some of them were. They were houses of ill repute. People would come in for that reason. But they were also innkeepers. So Rahab was an innkeeper. She had an inn, and they came in to her inn, basically, and uh, lodged there. Verse 2. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight to the, of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them, and said thus, There came men unto me, but I was not whence they were, and it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. Whether the men went, I wot not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house, and hid them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them the way to Jericho unto the fords, and as soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof, and she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when ye came out of Egypt, and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side in Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you, for the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now therefore I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that ye will also show kindness unto my father's house, and give me a true token, and that ye will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, Our life for yours. If ye utter not this our business, and it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days, until the pursuers be returned, and afterward may ye go your way. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of this thine oath which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet 
thread in the window which thou didst let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if any hand be upon him. And it, if thou utter this our business, then we will quit of thine oath which thou hast made us to swear. And she said, According unto your words, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed. And she bound the scarlet line in the window, and they went and came into the mountain, and abode there three days until the pursuers were returned. And the pursuers sought them throughout all the way, but found them not. So the two men returned and descended from the mountain and passed over and came to Joshua the son of Nun, and told him all things that befell them. And they said unto Joshua, Truly the Lord hath delivered into our hands all the land, for even all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. And they do come on in, and they do take over Jericho, and they do spare Rahab and her whole family, because the kindness that she showed them, they returned that kindness to her. So we know that we can be kind to others. The Lord has given us that example. He shows us examples of kindness. He gives us the ultimate kindness of salvation itself. He showed David a lot of kindness. And David wrote Psalm 23, which is an awesome psalm that refers to the kind of kindness that we can receive from the Lord in Psalm 23 where it reads, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That I shall not want means I shall not be in need of something that I don't have. He'll have everything that he needs because the Lord is his shepherd. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that is awesome. That is a promise that comes to all of us that trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we will also be able to dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. And that is truly by grace. It is truly by kindness of the Lord shown upon us that aren't worthy of such kindness, but he's still showing us that kindness. Now, if you will turn to Psalm 31, hear another Psalm of David. Which reads, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thy ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for an house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. And pull me out of the net that... They have laid privily for me, for thou art my strength. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. I have hated them that 
regard lying vanities, but I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities, and hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. Thou hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. Mine eye is consumed with grief, yea, my soul and my belly. For my life is spent with grief, and my years with sign. My strength faileth because of mine iniquity, and my bones are consumed. I was a reproach among all mine enemies, but especially among my neighbors, and a fear of mine acquaintance. They that did see me without fled from me. I am forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am like a broken vessel, for I have heard the slander of many Fear was on every side. While they took counsel together against me, they devised to take away my life. But I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hands of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant. Save me for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the wicked be ashamed, and let them be silent in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which speak grievous things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. O oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he hath shown me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. The key verse there. All that adversity that has come upon him, but showing that the Lord has shown him kindness. Verse 22, For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thine eyes. Nevertheless, thou heardest the voice of my supplications when I cried unto thee. O love the Lord, all ye his saints. For the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. So, verse 24 there, if we find ourselves in midst of adversities with enemies all around us, we can take courage, we can stand strong, knowing that, as he says here in verse 24, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. And then there in verse 21 again, Blessed be the Lord, for he hath showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. Stand strong, stand true, stand faithful to the Lord. And he will give you the courage. He will see you through those hard times and help you against your adversaries because he is pouring his kindness upon us that trust in him. Okay, now in Psalm 117, only two verses here, but as it reads, Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. 
For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Short, but straight to the point. Praise the Lord because of his merciful kindness. So be thankful when he displays that upon you. Be thankful and stand true to the Lord because of his merciful kindness. Okay, now turn to Proverbs in chapter 31. Here we see a reference to a virtuous woman and the kindness that she can show. In Proverbs chapter 31, pick it up verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it with the fruit of her hands. She planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household. For all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom. And in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest, excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. As it said back here in verse 26, She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. A virtuous woman will display kindness. That is awesome there. All right, now if you will, turn to Jonah. And here in Jonah, we see the account of Jonah and the whale, where he gets swallowed. The Lord gives him an instruction to go to Nineveh and to preach to them because the Lord was going to judge Nineveh for their evil doing and their unrighteousness, and he comes and he gives them that message, 
and we see it picking up here after trying to escape but he wound up on that ship the storm come they tossed him into water he was swallowed up but then in verse 10 of chapter 2 and the Lord spake unto the fish and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land and then chapter 3 and the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it and the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey, and, and Jonah began to enter into the city's days, city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh, believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For a word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes, and he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast herd nor flock taste anything, let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way. So see, the preaching came, and Nineveh repented. And from the violence that is in their hands, who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from this fierce anger that we perish not. And God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way. And God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. And in chapter 4, we see the reaction. And he was very angry, and he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repentest thee of the evil. Therefore now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. He was pretty upset that the Lord showed mercy upon him. Didn't say much for no, for Jonah's character there, but he does point out that the Lord is gracious and merciful. The people of Nineveh repented, and the Lord showed them great kindness, because they had repented. Let's read that part again up there where it says, I knew that thou art a gracious God, and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repentest thee of the evil. Therefore now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Then said the Lord, Dost thou well to be angry? So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city, and there made him a booth and sat under it in the shadow till he might see what would become of the city. And the Lord God prepared a gourd and made it to come up over Jonah that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceedingly glad of the gourd. So the Lord still working with him and even showing him the kindness of letting this plant grow up and give him some shade. 
But notice what else happens. To teach Jonah a lesson. But God prepared a worm when the morning rose the next day, and it smote the gourd that it withered. And it came to pass when the sun did rise that God prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah that he fainted and wished in himself to die and said, It is better for me to die than to live. And God said to Jonah, Dost thou well to be angry for the gourd? And he said, I do well to be angry even unto death. Then said the Lord, Thou hast had pity on the gourd for that for the which thou hast not labored, neither madest it grow, which came up in the night and perished in the night. And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle? Let him know, giving him an example, that his anger, his attitude was wrong. He should have been thankful. He should have been glad that the Lord was displaying such kindness for Nineveh, even though it was by grace for sure, because Nineveh was a pretty sorry bunch of folks that had actually killed people that Jonah knew, and he'd seen their evil ways, and he had anger for them. He had a hatred for them. But the Lord is showing us here evidence of grace and kindness, even to the enemy, which we all should display. Grace and kindness even to the enemies. All right, let's go ahead and close here. We'll pick it back up in Matthew next time as we further study kindness. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for the kindness that you show us each and every day. Help all of us take that and turn around and show kindness toward others as well. Thank you oh so much for all of it. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Thank you all.